Welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. It's season five. Okay, that's crazy to say. Season five, oh my gosh. <laughs> Mainly starting a new season because our last outline Google Doc was getting obnoxiously long, like scrolling for years. I'm pretty sure it was like 60 something pages by the time we closed it out, which does mean we have a lot of content to go back and repurpose. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, okay, we, we gotta we gotta start fresh. New season. Really, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm walking into 2023 with a lot of enthusiasm for getting after our own marketing. We spent Q4 going ham on client projects and hiring. And I feel like, you know, I I like to live in marketing. And so for me to have to like be a lot more involved in client work and hiring and team marketing took a major backseat and we're feeling the heat from it now. And it is what it is. (laughs) We're picking back up. We're going to keep going. But um, it's nice. It's nice to get back into being able to do marketing. I'm trying to plan ahead for podcasts so we won't we won't have lapses and weeks of no podcasts. And yeah, overall, just really excited about this new year. Really excited to bring some fresh content in from all around. So, you know, I know you're listening to this podcast, but if you're not on our Toastworthy newsletter, oh my gosh, what are you doing? (laughs) It's my Friday fun newsletter. It's intended to let you laugh and unwind at the end of the week and go into the next week really strong. We have our case study deck, which shows a lot of the incredible work we've done this past year. Both of these things can be found on our website, but we will also be starting up TikTok. We will also be starting another newsletter. We are also going to be getting back on Instagram so and blogging more. Oh my gosh, we're doing so many things. So it's really, it's exciting. It's very exciting. I love our team, but this episode is not about that. This episode is about 2023 marketing trend predictions. And if you're listening to this and it's not the beginning of 2023, let's say you're listening to this a few months down the line or even in years to come, a lot of these things I think are going to stay relevant for a while. So tune in, take some notes and enjoy today's episode. All right, so these are the things we've been seeing, hearing, experiencing for ourselves. So really excited to share these with you. I recommend leaning hard into these in 2023. It's going to be a good idea. So if you don't know, hi, I'm your host, Lauren Loretto, founder of Brand Good Time. We are a marketing agency. We focus on strategy. We focus on implementation. And we like to have a damn good time. So grab a pen and paper, uh, do some doodles in between some action points, but definitely be ready to take some notes today because I think these are going to be really helpful for you going into this year. So number one marketing prediction is that LinkedIn will be the spot to grow your personal brand. Now, this has definitely rung true for years past, but I have some stats to back this one up today. So first, let's talk about why growing your personal brand really even matters So here's the thing. No one else is you. (laughs) I think that's pretty obvious, but no one else is you. So whether you plan to grow and stay at your company forever or don't have a plan at all, a personal brand is one thing that you can cling to. It's yours. It's you. This is why I always recommend having your first and last name as a domain. 
if you're an early listener (laughs) and you heard me talk about like my wedding podcast forever ago, you know that I bought laurenloretto.com when I was like one year into dating my now husband. Um, He did not propose till we were like five years dating. So that was a really big leap I took. But I was like, listen, my personal brand's important to me. So I'm going to go ahead and snag that last name. So I own laurenbordelon.com and laurenloretto.com. It's just smart. I think that's smart. (laughs) But Above all of that, I recommend being a thought leader in some capacity. You just never know where your entrepreneurial journey is going to take you, and you want people to recognize you outside of any of the brands that you built as well. That is the best way I can sum up personal brands and why you should be building one. I feel like in 2023, the best way to do this in a marketing capacity is going to be LinkedIn. So LinkedIn's really caught a rise in the last few years. If you're one of those people who rolls your eyes the same way I roll, you roll your eyes when I tell you you should be on TikTok, which is another great place to grow your personal brand. But I think LinkedIn has a lot more like, we're going to get into the stats. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. (laughs) But don't roll your eyes. I promise. No matter if you have a college degree or not, it doesn't matter. Get on LinkedIn. So like I said, it's really caught a rise in the last few years. I have some fast facts for you. If you're not convinced, you will be. (laughs) So this comes from Kinsta. I'll make sure I link them in the notes. But here we go. LinkedIn has more than 875 million members with over 58 million registered companies. 875 million members. That's a lot. Okay. 58 million registered companies. So if you are B2B, 58 million companies right there. That's a lot. (laughs) The U.S. holds the highest amount of users at 194 million. Wow. 40% of users access the platform daily. So 40% of those 875 million users access the platform daily. I'm me. It's me. (laughs) I'm one of those people. And that's with over 1 billion interactions every month. Not me, obviously. (laughs) But these 40% of users have over 1 billion interactions every single month. Millennials make up over 59% of LinkedIn's user base with 11 million of the 87 million in decision-making positions. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. So 11 million of 87 million millennials are in decision-making positions on LinkedIn. 11 million. If you thought your prospect list had no potential, you you do. <laughs> you have some percent of that 11 million. And then last one, according to HubSpot, LinkedIn is 277% more effective at generating leads than Facebook and Twitter. I mean, I personally don't go on Facebook and Twitter, but I mean, LinkedIn, that says a lot. So now that you're convinced How do you get started? For starters, engage with content. My recommendation to all my clients is like five to seven pieces of content a day. I'm sorry, back up. My recommendation and what we recommend for all of our clients is to engage with five to seven pieces of content per day. Consume it, comment on it. Then once you're comfortable, which is sooner rather than later, hopefully, Start creating your own content and stop worrying about what your past colleagues or employers or think will think or say and just start speaking from your beliefs in your industry. That is thought leadership. If you are interested in learning more about thought leader type of prompts, I'm in this incredible membership. I actually have an affiliate link down below. It's only $27 a month or $270 for the year. You get weekly prompts from 
Haley, my girl, at Prodigy. She owns the Thought Leaders Collective. And there's a really cool group on LinkedIn that you can be a part of. I am not recommending this because I make money. I actually think I just get a free month. (laughs) I have to check on that. But like I've recommended this to all my clients without an affiliate. And I've gotten so many of my colleagues into this as well. I totally recommend it for building your personal brand. The prompts are really, really cool. I'm going to get off my high horse on this one. But anyways, if you need help with that thought leadership type of content, I definitely recommend you join Thought Leaders Collective. So check that out. Links below. Okay. The second tactic, second thing (laughs) prediction for 2023 is that paid advertising is going to become even more competitive as other businesses enter the ads landscape. It's getting even more expensive. We've seen this year over year. It's getting highly competitive. It used to be like, oh, just don't make sure you be careful around running ads around the holidays because it's more expensive and that's what everyone's doing. And now it's like, it's just expensive. It's like gas. It's just expensive. (laughs) So what you should do instead. So there's so much can be done with organic marketing. So before diving into paid strategies, we always recommend look at your organic strategies. Are you serving top, middle, bottom of funnel content? Does the roadmap of that content make sense? Basically, what I'm saying is the way that people move from becoming aware of you to investing with you, look at that. Are there plenty of touch points throughout your marketing to nurture people everywhere? I've definitely done an episode diving into like what our marketing strategy looks like. I'll probably do another one coming soon because it does change so often. But really just look at your marketing strategy. Is it well-rounded? If you have no idea, this is what we do. So reach out to us. (laughs) So anyways, if you're on the fence on what to invest in and you are considering paid ads, what we encourage you to do instead is give SEO a shot. What better way to really instill trust in your ideal audience than be ranked high in a search for what they're looking for? Yes, I'm talking about when someone Googles something, when someone Googles a keyword. Are you going to show up for that? So SEO can be attacked in a couple different ways. Video content and long form written content in a blog are our personal favorite. And so the best thing ever in my opinion, (laughs) about focusing your efforts on long form is that you're going to give yourself this massive bank of content to create from. So for example, one blog or one podcast can yield so much content across social channels, email marketing, your blog, your podcast. Really make sure you're going the extra mile and do some basic keyword research and that's going to be the SEO component of this. What are people searching for? How can you make sure your content is keyword rich Or outsource this. If this is something you're like, what? Take that money you wanted to invest in paid ads and then outsource your SEO and make sure you're in the fight to rank for keywords that you're using. I just could not recommend this enough. Most of our clients are ranking for certain keywords in their industry. They get upwards of 500 to 1,000 hits to their website per month. That is just, and I can't even, I'm not even going to sit here and say they get 16 clients out of that because here's the thing. I've said this a million times. Sorry if you've always heard it a million times, but if this is new to you, just please listen. One piece of content will not convert every single person who looks at it for the first time. A buyer has a journey. They look at multiple pieces of content before they really consume. It's not really something we think about as consumers either. Like, I don't think I see this brand a million times and finally make a purchase. Like, consciously, I do because I'm in marketing. But typically, this is unconscious and people really have to, like, get to know, like, and trust you before they invest with you. So one piece of content 
can open the gateway to really letting that happen. So just keep that in mind. But SEO content is a really strong way to do this. You go from finding people who aren't aware of the problem that they have to people who do who are aware and they're seeking a solution and you are putting a blog in front of them as that solution and then you know further pushing them down the funnel they're going to sign up for your email list they're going to follow you on social media they're going to continue to read more blogs and then they might convert with you whether that happens in five minutes or five days or five years who knows but really just having different content to consume SEO optimizing all of that content in the best way you can is just a great way to get them in your funnel. Okay, the next prediction is that customer feedback is going to be even more crucial to growth as a business. Okay, let me break this down. Let me start by saying you do not need a business coach. What you do need to do is get really cozy with your clients and customers and better understand their needs. So, Focus on it as much as your marketing and client experience, and I promise you, the future of your business is going to be readily apparent. Focus on that customer feedback. So an example of this within Bring Good Time, we used to deliver our 90-day plans and provide one week of support. So we have a questionnaire, you fill out the questionnaire, we do our call, we come with strategies and ideas, we build out your 90-day plan, and then we deliver it, and you get one week of support to ask any questions, and then whoop, you're on your way. And we wouldn't check in with clients until the end of the 90 days, and quickly discovered this is not great. (laughs) So we found through customer feedback that monthly check-ins and some sort of like project management setup, so taking those tasks we put in a Google Doc and putting it into something like ClickUp, Asana, Monday, Notion, something that they were going to use that was going to send them email reminders or phone notifications so they could stay on top of their tasks was huge. So absolutely amazing. This increased our client success rate with their campaigns significantly. We saw less fall off, more productivity, and clients who were ultimately ready to continue on working with us because they saw, they saw the things that could happen when they actually executed. And that's what people, when people hire service-based businesses, most of the time they're looking for that accountability and direction. And so implementing those check-ins, implementing the project management tool for that accountability on an automated side of things, like, yes, we raised our prices to accommodate this, but the client experience is tenfold. Clients are happier. We're seeing a higher, you know, return, lifetime, lifetime value of a client. We effectively increase that lifetime value of the client this way. So, Customer feedback, crucial. Some recommendations for getting this. So we use HoneyBook within our business and a lot of things like Dubsado. And I don't know if Dubsado can do this. I know HoneyBook can't. But when you get the feedback surveys, you can't see all the feedback surveys in one view like you can with Typeform or Google Forms. So we're actually switching over to something like that so we can see like data over time, what do most of our clients see. All about automating. I don't want to manually go and put in this data from a HoneyBook survey. So that's what we're doing right now. If you have a better app, let us know. (laughs) Okay, next one. In the same land of feedback, we're going to be talking employee and team satisfaction surveys. This is so necessary more than ever. As you guys probably heard, pay transparency is on the horizon. Gen Z is heavily influencing the workforce and businesses really should be focusing on giving their team a platform to provide feedback. This is what makes a business better. And I've realized this more than ever, like in the last year, that your team's opinion really matters. And I mean, they're, they're making up your business. They're providing their their input you should also know how they feel about you and the company. And, you know, ultimately, if you want to reduce churn, if you want to retain talent, you really need to have a strong relationship with them and and 
you know, cultivate an environment where they're open and honest and wanting to be open and honest how they feel about working for you. So if anonymous or not, totally up to you. I tend to think that when you do anonymous surveys, I mean, yes, you can, if you know the person well enough, I'm sure you can tie it back. But when you do anonymous surveys, people are willing to be a little bit more honest with you. So here's what we're going to be asking our employees. We just brought on employees this year. So we haven't done surveys because we're waiting like a full 90 days before we do them. But here's what we're going to be asking our employees just to give you some ideas. And I'm just going to run through these questions because there's like 10 of them, (laughs) but I couldn't narrow it down from here. I really want to give you guys some stuff to think about. Okay, so here we go. Would you recommend our organization to a friend as an employer? Are you proud to work at brand good time slash company name? Are you satisfied with your current compensation and benefits? Do you enjoy working with your team? Do you find your work here meaningful? Do you feel recognized in your accomplishments at work? Do you feel like the company is invested in your success? Do you see yourself working here in a year? Do you see a path for career advancement here? And is there anything you would like to share that you find important to your experience here at Brand Good Time? So those are our questions we're going to be asking. Probably probably a couple more things there, but it's important to us to get this feedback. I think you could probably cater this if you have all contractors on your team. You could definitely cater this more towards contractors, but you know, they really do have a part in your business as well, and so it's it's good to get that feedback and understand, you know, what they how they feel about your business. All right. So the last one here is going to be the last prediction is going to be having a strong focus on customer experience as an absolute must. Consumers really want to go through an actual experience and feel like the product or service that they're purchasing is really catered to them. So this one's pretty nitty gritty. I'm just walking straight into some ideas for you. So here we go. Don't just deliver your service, send a feedback survey, and then ghost. Do not do this. Check in with them over the course of the next three to six months. Offer up consulting help. Emails are fine. That's totally fine. Take 10, 20 minutes of your time to answer something that's like, hey, I actually have a question about XYZ. This goes a long way and it helps them feel supported. Another very simple way to do this is engage with your buyer on social media and just be there. Be there, follow them, consume their content, like, engage with their content. It actually makes it so much easier when you re-engage them with a project later and you're not just sitting there like, so what's been happening? You know, like you can actually wow them and win them over with, hey, I already know what's been happening. Congrats on all of these things. I could go down this rabbit hole of client gifting. If you want to go back and listen to our recent episode on that one, we talk all about this. I feel like that is just such an incredible part of client experience and customer experience is just making someone feel like they're seen and heard and you know about them. Just goes wonders. Another idea, deliver your final service with an accompanying library. So for example, if you're a web designer, create a custom library for your client showing them how to make updates on the website that you just created for them. This could be videos, it could be done in Notion, ClickUp, YouTube if you want to make like a private YouTube channel for them. Same with graphic design to show them how to like visually how they can use their logos in different ways. (laughs) what does my husband say all people are different people (laughs) pretty sure he got that from a Jocko podcast but it's true all people are different people when I was recently interviewing for our client strategy manager position one of the questions I asked was like are you a visual learner audio learner and some people are like both so having something written to them but also a video like some sort of video library just go that extra mile and make them 
feel like they really understand everything you're doing for them and can actually implement some things on their own. Just give them that confidence. It just makes them not only want to come back to you in the future when they need something, but they're going to refer people to you because they had that standout experience. Okay, for retainer business, have someone dedicated to customer service for your clients. I was just talking about this, but at Brand Good Time, we have a client strategy manager who focuses on making sure projects run smoothly and on time, but she is actually uninvolved in the actual strategy or implementation. She's literally just the middleman between the clients and the team and just making sure we're all accountable. What this does is it allows her to be able to remove the emotions that are associated with the creative process and mediate conflict and catch conflict before it arises. She's already saved us like 15-20 minutes on like most meetings. It's been really incredible and it gives your clients someone safe to talk to where they can just tell them what they need and know, hey, it's going to get trickled to the team. It's going to get done. We're so excited to have this in our business. I highly recommend it. We were going to hire someone for ops And instead, I was like, you know, I'm good. We got ops. We got marketing. We need someone who's really like a client advocate. And so that's done wonders for our customer experience already. For product-based businesses, one of my favorite ways to enhance the customer journey, especially if you have a wide array of products spanning different audiences, is to customize the shopping experience to that person's specific details. This also gives you incredible data to work with for marketing. (laughs) So an example of this is I was shopping for my kid and I think it was Seekai Run. It's a shoe brand. And when you get to their website, it asks, it might have been 10 Littles. I can't remember. But it asks like, boy, girl, what is their age? And what it does is it gives you rolling updates based on your kid's age and what they should be wearing and doing and playing with. I think they do more than just shoes and so I thought that was so cool because I mean kids developmental milestones there's so many of them in like the first few years so I just thought that was so cool you're like catering the experience so I don't have to go digging through the site it's like hey no here's everything that like your kid needs at this age I just thought that was freaking awesome and I love websites that really cater towards who you are and what you do and it just feels so custom if you can replicate that in a service-based business too somehow like so cool. I haven't seen it yet, but that is what's going to happen in 2023. That is what really makes a buyer feel the warm and fuzzies, especially in this digital era where, you know, we're not really going into so many stores or storefronts for product and service based. How can you make people feel this way digitally? Okay, the last one here, pay attention to your data. (laughs) You guys know I love data. We all know Google Analytics but do you have it set up? (laughs) Number one. Number two, do you have specific events, goals, and conversion tracking set up? If I just spoke a Chinese language to you, hit me up. We can help you with this. It's very important. Many users get lost on a website that you may know like the back of your hand. Like I'm sitting here like, oh, I know all 50 pages of my website, but how would someone know how to convert through all those and go on that journey? And this is why it's really important to even like have that site map and that journey mapped out. This is something we do with all of our website clients before we do design and development because you need to have a way for everyone to move through, to follow this flow and to ultimately convert with you. That's a big strategy involved there understanding the journey that they're taking, where they convert, what buttons they click, all of these things are going to help your potential customers have a better buying experience to work with you. You do not want them frustrated with you or the process at any point in your funnel or they're going to convert less. They're going to be least likely to convert. 
know your data, make optimizations, and I promise, 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 you will say ahead of the game in 2023. So there we have it. Lots of tactics. I'm sure you're brewing with ideas. If you need help putting them all together and creating a realistic picture of how you can work through the next few months, our 90-day plan service might be the right fit for you. So learn more and book a call through the link in our show notes. Otherwise, everything else is linked down there. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey, 2023. That feels crazy to say. Oh my gosh, I blinked and it was 2023. All right, y'all. See you on the next episode.